Welcome back to the Draw Pod with me, your host, Elise. In this episode, I'll be chatting while doing a drawing for Peachtober. I cannot stop talking about Peachtober, as if you've listened to my past episodes. It's basically Inktober. Um, just the prompts are from Furry Little Peach, one of my favorite creators on YouTube. And yeah, every day in October, you're doing a new drawing based off of her prompts. And today's prompt that I am drawing is bugs. So I will get into what I'm drawing a little more later for those who are watching the podcast or listening and you're curious. But anyway, if you're new here, this is a visual podcast where I draw something and chat with you as I go. You really don't have to watch the video to know what's going on. And if you prefer to listen to it on a podcast app, it's available everywhere. But if you would like to watch the YouTube video, you can check out my channel, which is linked in the description of this podcast. Also, if you'd like to see the final image, check out my art Instagram, which is at Elise underscore draws. So in this week's episode, I'm going to chat some about, oh, I I clicked the wrong episode notes. (laughs) And this week, I'm going to talk about new art experiences I have experienced and tried lately and some new ones that you should try too. I don't really care if you're an artist, a creative person, or you claim that there's not a creative bone in your body. I, I don't believe that. I think everyone can make art in some way, and it can be fulfilling for everyone. So anyway, if you want to try something new, if you're bored with everything right now, an easy way to do it is through a different artistic medium. But before we get into my recommendations, I want to take you through my usual segments, which are my life update, something new I learned, and a book update. Also, for those watching or listening and you're curious about the drawing, I chose to do for this prompt a monarch butterfly and a monarch butterfly caterpillar and um, some and a chrysalis and some lantanas, which are basically just butterfly plants. They love the taste of it. It's delicious. Helps them get to where they're going. Um, My mom has some in our backyard and my dogs also think they're pretty tasty. So I don't know if that's good for them, bad for them. I know also acorns are bad for dogs and my dogs love acorns. I think my mom's talked to a vet about it and they're like, yeah, your dog shouldn't really be eating acorns, but they'll be okay. I hope so. Anyway, That tangent aside, if you're watching, please enjoy me drawing this butterfly. Um, But yeah, so I am really, here's my main update for my life, really enjoying the cooler weather. It is so nice. I mean, let me me check the weather. I mean, right now it's 81 in Austin, um, which to most people would, they would not say that's cool, but anyone from Texas would agree that that's a pretty nice temperature. And earlier on today, it was a lot cooler. All of the mornings, which is when I'm mostly outside of the house, I don't really leave the house past like maybe 11 or something unless I'm like running an errand. But yeah, I'm just, it's so nice. It's so comfortable and it's so chilly. And this one lady on my walk that I was on the other morning, she was like wearing leggings and like a sweatshirt. And she was like, how are you wearing shorts and a t-shirt? Like I am freezing out here. And I don't know. I wasn't freezing. I I mean, I wasn't even that cold. I had been on my walk for a long time, but I love it. I love the cold weather, but I will admit I only love, like, I'm obsessed with Texas winter. I can't hand, I, I know for a fact I couldn't handle, like, New York winter or 
other part of the country winter that's like higher than Texas anyway. But yeah, in general, along with that weather, um, I've been feeling pretty good. I've been doing well. But lately, I've been considering that perhaps I might have too much on my plate. Perhaps. I don't know. I was feeling kind of weird today. I've been feeling weird lately-ish. Like, I'm still feeling good. But I don't know. I, I've been really enjoying making art every day, participating in Ink Peachtober. But it is quite a process. And, like, it was kind of a lot for me to make my YouTube video about drawing for one hour every day for a week. It just kind of took a lot out of me to commit to that. And I'm, like, literally doing the same thing for the month of October. So... I don't know. I'm, I'm busy. I'm a little overwhelmed, but it's fine. Um, and like last week, I wasn't really able to do Spanish, which was kind of a bummer, but I think it was good for me to take a week off. But yeah, in general, always losing my train of thought. I might have too much on my plate, so I will not be adding anything else to my plate. That's kind of the plan for me. But yeah, um, I've also, another life update, I got myself this Apple Watch I'm wearing on my wrist. It is lovely. Um, I'm trying to use it because I like it as a fitness tracker and I've been enjoying it so far. It's the like SE or whatever the new one is, but like not the expensive new one. Um, I really like it. It's my first Apple Watch. Um, here's Elise's tech review. I wish that it was... I was I was able to be on my phone less than I am now. I think this is helping somewhat, but I don't know. I still kind of have to use my phone for a lot of things, and I wish I could use my watch for more things, but I really like that I've been able to gamify my life and my workouts, and I it's, it's nice to be able to track it and be able to track my heart rate with a more kind of reliable tracker than the hand-me-down Fitbit that I was using before, so... I'm liking it so far. I'll let you know whenever I've completely thrown my phone away and I'm only using my Apple Watch because that's kind of the goal, even though I don't have the cellular on this watch. So I still need to keep that phone around. <laughs> um, but yes, something new I learned. Okay. Emily in Paris. I have a few things in this category. It's mostly just extra things I want to talk about. Emily in Paris. So I don't watch TV ever. I used to really like TV, uh, and then my attention span grew shorter and shorter, so now basically the only media I consume is YouTube, and I used to consume TikToks more, but I deleted that from my phone, and I've been a lot happier and more productive and less tired from staying up until like 11 watching TikToks every night, 11 or 12, so I, I'm doing a lot better now that TikTok is sadly not in my life as much anymore. But anyway, uh, so I, I, I like more short form media. I have a hard time with TV shows. I also feel like a lot of Netflix's shows aren't that good. And just not a lot of them really grab my attention. And I want to know that like a show is going to be good before I invest time into it. But like the major issue with that is that like that's just not a great way to live your life. Um, and I also don't like watching things that everyone else is watching, not to be like super hipster. But I feel like, like, with, like, Tiger King, for example, I would just, I didn't watch it, but I feel like I watched it because I know all of the, like, discussions that were around it and kind of the storyline of the documentary or whatever and Carol Baskin, whatever. <laughs> and 
I, I don't know. I feel like you can say a lot about a show, but with these like kind of newer trendy shows, it's hard to really come up with anything significant to talk about in conversation that's just not regurgitating um, a lot of very common information, if that makes sense. Anyway, I decide. I think this is what I have to do. I decided to watch Emily in Paris, which is a new Netflix show featuring Lily Collins. And I decided to watch it on a whim because someone said it's like kind of like, okay, they said it's kind of like the Carrie Diaries, which is a show I was obsessed with. Rest in peace, Carrie Diaries. You didn't get your chance to shine. But then also they said it was kind of like the bold type, which I watched some of and I really didn't like it. So, and then some people were also comparing it to like, uh, what's, I don't remember the name of the show. Anyway, it ended up to me being a lot more like the Carrie Diaries, which I really, really like. I like that there was like a storyline that kind of carried through like all of the episodes. The bold type doesn't really do that. Anyway, the new thing I learned this week is that I should take chances on Netflix shows more often, but not to be too willing to dive into series that I don't want to commit to. But this was a good experience, so maybe I'll, I'll let TV back into my life somewhat. But anyway, um, also, um, another thing I learned is that it's okay not to wake up at 6.30 every morning. I've been waking up at 7 every morning, and I've been doing great. No problem at all. Um, I had been waking up at 6.30, if you've, if you've been following along with me in my life. I had been waking up that early for the past, like, I don't know, like four, four months because of the weather, because I didn't want to be around a lot of people, um... I liked waking up early and because the sun would rise earlier on but now in Austin the sun doesn't rise until like I don't know like pretty much like 7 seven ten. and so I'm like I don't want to walk when it's dark out and sometimes I end up going to bed a little bit later and then I would I, I would always wake up at 6 30 kind of because my body was trained like that and anyway I, I I just have kind of had to let let loose a little bit and lose control over like that 6.30 wake up time that I enjoyed so much. Maybe I can get back to it again. Oh my gosh, I'm getting a call from my boyfriend. I'm sorry, Nate. I'll call you back in a minute. <laughs> um, but yes, anyway, it's okay to not wake up at 6.30, but get enough sleep. Um, also, another thing I learned... <laughs> lots of knowledge this week. Um, the big sour nerds are really good. Okay. Look up or like when you're at the store, get the giant sour nerds. They have giant nerds in the like regular flavor. Don't even mess with those. Nerds are delicious. Probably my favorite candy. I love nerd ropes and but like nerds are pretty sour on their own. Um, so you don't, it's another call. I'm sorry. Um, but nerds are, they're sour. And so then the plain giant nerds are not sour. I don't know. I'm, I don't know where I'm going with this. They're squishy. They're chewy. They're delicious. And the sour ones are really like a large nerd experience. <laughs> so you should try it out. And the last thing that I wanted to say that I learned was that um, it's, it's not, again, not much of a fun fact, but something that I've started to accept is that it's so important to make a lot of artwork and a style will come with time. Um, if say like the 70% of the art I make turns out like really poorly, but I get 
30% of it being like great work, I really needed to be making more bad work so I can arrive more at more of that good work. So in general, over the years, I've had a really hard time practicing and I really hope to continue to improve with it because yeah, I, I feel like I'm investing a lot of time into these drawings and I look through my sketchbook and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of a lot of drawings, but it's, I, I feel like I'm putting in so much effort to these, but I'm, and, and again, it's like, I'm satisfied with a few of them, like fully satisfied with a few of them, but there are a lot of them I'm not super happy with. Anyway, got to put in that effort. So book update, finally. Um, I have read 15 books this year. I did the calculations on my Goodreads, which again, I shout out every week and yet no one has followed me. I don't think many people have Goodreads, but anyway, I've read 15 books this year. I do technically have a 25 book goal for the year. Not sure if I'm going to hit it. I'm like three books behind. I really need to step it up. But yeah, um, I started reading just barely um, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. And I'm excited to get into that. And I think that next week's episode of The Draw Pod is going to talk more about social media and um, like my relationship it, my relationship with it, um, my, my thoughts as a communication major and a graphic designer, because there's a lot of really interesting things to be said about that. But yeah, and then I also want to talk about The Social Dilemma because that was an interesting documentary that I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I don't think I liked it very much. That's just a hint. But yeah. Um, so I'm going to get to that next week, but, um, also I'm trying to get through Don't Make Me Think. I thought it was a faster read than it has ended up to be. It's just complicated because I'm reading it on my Kindle and there's a lot of like image descriptions underneath all of the like graphics that they have in the book. And they're like printed in the same font size as, everything else in the book. So it's just really, really not fun. Cause like, I don't need to read the image description. It's like describing literally like what is in the image. I think it's an accessibility thing, which is awesome. It's just not really formatted well with the Kindle. Anyway, I think I have to return it in like two days. So we'll see if it gets done. I I'm trying. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm still holding off on reading the last Alpha's book, which is part of my YA adventure, which I'm really sad about because Alphas is such a good series, but it's really, it's really brought me a lot of joy over the past few months. So I say this in several of my episodes, but if you've got some YA books from your childhood, from your teenage years that you really want, like that you really enjoyed, you need to reread them. Just check them out now. It's going to be a short read. It's going to be a fun time. Look forward to it. All right, and we are back recording after about an hour break. I just had a phone call with my boyfriend, so that was nice. I answered his call, which was good. <laughs> um, so yeah, so now we're getting into the specific topic of this episode, which is new art experiences that I've been having that you should try as well, and maybe some ideas for fun things you can do. Again, this is for people who are into art, who think art's kind of cool, and for people who think that they don't have a creative bone in their body, which, as I mentioned before, you are wrong. Don't even stop it. Anyway, um, so some new things I've been trying lately. Um, I just bought this pretty expensive pack. Well, you don't, you don't have to buy the full pack. You can buy, like, one or two of um, colored ink. Um, I just got this pack. I wish I could tell you the name of it, but it's in this circle shape. It's a very popular brand of, um, colored ink. I think it's like Bombay ink or something like that. 
anyway, um, it's really fun. It behaves a lot like watercolor, um, but you obviously can't re-wet it to kind of get it activated again, but it's definitely a more similar experience to watercolor than using gouache is to me or to like using acrylic or something, which is pretty fairly different. Um, but I really enjoyed doing that, and I did a little project with that that I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, I also bought gouache recently. I did a podcast episode of that where I, that was actually like my first, the, 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 the still life that I did of the bread and the strawberries and the cantaloupe, which is like my most popular Instagram post I've made. It got like 90 something likes, was very excited about that. That was like my first like actual experiment in using gouache. So very happy with it. I did buy acrylic gouache, which I think I talked about in a previous episode, which is a little more like acrylic paint than watercolor on kind of that at spectrum. But I think it's a really fun medium. I just had a phone call with an illustrator, which was super nice. And we just chatted about art illustration, watercolor gouache, art school, things like that. And she also was saying that she likes gouache and watercolor because it's a lot easier for cleanup compared to acrylic and oil and you kind of have to be a little more proper there and take care of your supplies a little more, which is important to take care of your supplies. But if you're someone who's just kind of artsy and you don't want to put in the effort to like preserving your brushes in a good way, just do watercolor or gouache. Very good resources. Um, I also put on this list Skillshare classes. I think that was just for like some like experiences I've been doing lately. I'm I've also mentioned this in other episodes that I am working on a video that I, it's been really dragging on for a long time. I, I like Skillshare. I just think the classes for me personally may be a little, a little to beginner for me, but I think it's a really great resource that you have like a two month free trial. Um, and I've had, I've gotten a lot of really fun projects out of it. Did I necessarily need the projects? I don't think so, but I really liked, um, kind of following along with artists on there and even like copying what they were doing on the screen and kind of following like another artist's style and method. So if you're trying to also learn about art, learn how to kind of move towards your own style or finding your artistic voice a little bit. I think it's really valuable to copy, honestly, and um, like look at artists that you really admire and creators you admire. And, you know, obviously not posting that work that you're doing and not, you know, if it's exactly the same and not tracing it, but um, it's kind of the idea of like the master copy. That was how people learned in the past they'd go like you know go to museums and try to paint other paintings done by masters just to learn and figure out and so that's a really good method you can do and something I've been kind of playing with a bit I also love ink pens and there are two ways of describing these ink pens I guess because one of them has been a new experience for me and one is a very familiar experience for me the very familiar one is using Faber-Castell um pens. They have them in a bunch of different forms and brushes. I like these that um, come in like a bold, a super bold, a chiseled, bold kind of thing. And um, this 1.5, which um, they're, they're kind of like fine liners is kind of the shape of them, but they have more of a brush tip. 
really nice. It's really, it gives a really nice artistic kind of look to your work. And it's more easy to me to be a little more free with using a pen and drawing. Also, I mean, if you're looking at the video right now, that's kind of the shape of them. These are, um, I forget the name of them. Um, I'm blanking on them. Oh, Micron. These are Micron liners, but it's kind of the same shape, but with a brush tip. Anyway, super great. You should try them out. The new art experience that I've had is um, also the other brushes. Brush pens I was talking about are relatively affordable. So that's something you can pick up just at Michael's if you're um, wanting to go somewhere like that. The other experience is ink pens, but like the nib pens that you kind of, you know, you think of like old timey kind of calligraphy pens where you like dip like fountain pens. This is that. I had really, really bad ink that I think I took from the art department um, at, at Trinity. And I have to keep apologizing. I keep mentioning this in podcasts and in YouTube videos. But if any, any Trinity art faculty are listening to this podcast in any way right now, I'm really sorry for taking a lot of your supplies. Um, just for a list, I have some gouache. I have a masonite board and... Um, I have that ink, but I did throw that ink away. I don't think you want that ink back. It was like really diluted. It's like someone put water into the ink. And that's why I had, I have these ink pens that I bought on Amazon. They were probably around like $8 for two pens. And I didn't like them. I was so upset that I didn't like them. And I was watching a cat creature video on YouTube and she was using these ink, these pen nib pens or whatever, ink nib pens. And she was doing a great job with them. And I was like, what's wrong with my pens? I bought like the same pens that you were using. And turns out it was the ink. It was this watered down ink that I had. So from that big kit of the inks that I just bought, I got, I, I pulled out the black and I tried dipping my pen into it. And what do you know? It was a fabulous experience. It worked so well. It worked just like kind of like these liners. But it was like a more satisfying experience to me. I don't really know how to explain it too well. But that's something new and different you can try. And also maybe if you're not wanting to do drawing, if you don't feel comfortable with it, but you like doing some lettering or if you are a writer, I think that even if you're just writing with a pen like this, it's it's it feels very artistic. It feels very um, traditional and just kind of, I, I don't know, like analog kind of um, acoustic, dare I say. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. So you should check that out and try that out. Um, another fun method you can do is frottage. And I hope that I'm pronouncing it right. I don't think I ever figured out quite how to pronounce it, but it's whenever you are, you use like some graphite. So just like a pencil or something, and you go out with your sketchbook and some paper and you collect textures. And that's super fun. You can go up against a tree and do like a rubbing is basically what it is. Or go onto the sidewalk and do a rubbing there. I think that's so fun. And you can make art off of that later on. Um, I really need to explore frittage a lot more. So that's fun. And the last and my favorite, I, I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. I love, I love, love, love watercolor. And I think it's a great medium. And a lot of people hate it. And, but it's just like a lot of people hate oil. A lot of people hate acrylic. You have your kind of own personal bias towards which paint type you prefer. I think watercolor is fun and underrated and very easy and very clean 
Um, it's not too messy and it's very forgiving. So that's just my personal review on watercolor. I don't have much to say other than that. Um, so yeah, it's really fun. So quickly, so I don't drag this episode on too long. Look at me go. I, this has been, I I need to stop talking about how rambly I am, but I hope you enjoy that. This is just kind of a stream of consciousness, a somewhat guided stream of consciousness. And I also apologize if I'm talking too fast. I need to work on that. Anyway, some projects you can try. So recently I went on to the Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center's Instagram and drew these flowers using the ink um, that I was mentioning earlier. Um, They just had a bunch of posts of flowers and this was a really cool project for me because they were also, um, they had descriptions about the flowers underneath the um underneath the images and the captions they had the names of them so I learned a lot while I was also drawing so if you can find somewhere that has like information like even if you're on wikipedia and you hit like refresh to like a random page or a random article I think it's fun to look at the images in there and maybe do a sketch from an image or a drawing from there and really but then learn about the subject that you're drawing and what you're doing you know even if it's just like Bill Clinton or something and you're doing a little quick portrait of him and you reading about you know his time in the White House you know something like that I just think that's really fun and I love learning so um so another thing draw your food I wrote this down I don't know how great of an idea it is because um you want to eat your food maybe draw someone else's food if they feel comfortable with that I think that's just a fun thing to do I don't know Keep a journal of your food, but like a visual journal. I think that would be fun. Um, blind contours. I'm always a big fan of them. I always preach about them. I love them. It's basically where not you're not closing your eyes. You're, it helps improve your life drawing skills. And so what you do is you like kind of, you've probably tried this before or done this in like a little activity before, but you have your sketchbook available like next to you, but like you can't look at it and you're just looking at what you're drawing. So like a sunflower, if you're like drawing a sunflower that you see in front of you, you will just kind of follow the edges of the sunflower and really try to like draw out what it is. It's not going to look good at all. No one's really looks good. It'll look cool, but it won't look like a sunflower um, particularly. So try that out. It's really fun. It's kind of just funny to do. I also think another fun thing you could do is to draw something that you're really good at, but with your left hand. Um, you know, be fun is also if I drew something I'm really bad at drawing with my left hand. Um, that, maybe I'll draw a horse with my left hand. I'm very bad at drawing horses. I like I like that whole concept of how there's like two types of artists in this world. There's people who can draw horses and nothing else. And then there are people who could draw everything and not horses. I fall in the latter camp. Anyway, um, and then for my final like tip or suggestion for things to draw, things to create, um, it might be a little more advanced, but anyone can do it, is um, to like watch a YouTube video and draw the things you see. Um, that's something I've tried a few times and like drawn like background elements in, picture- in videos or tried to like capture the person speaking in the video um, and trying to maybe do a little portrait that's somewhat in their likeness. I think that's really fun. And I did have one extra thing and that's if you're doing watercolor or ink, um, really fun method um, to try out is to do wet into wet. 
um, which basically means you don't let the paper dry before you continue working on it. It just kind of like bleeds into it and you might not like how it really looks, but it's just fun to kind of understand and to play with and to sometimes get a hold of. If you want to look at an artist who does this um, for portraits, that's really great. Um, you should look at um, Marlene Dumas, like D-U-M-A-S. Did I spell it right? D-U-M-A-S. I can't remember. But anyway, that's really great to look at. You should check it out. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what I have today for the draw pod. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you'll try some of these art suggestions that I've given you today. And yeah, again, thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and I hope you have a wonderful day ahead. Bye. <music>